Welcome to the Front 5 Football Podcast with me, Adri Mallows, and co-host Colton Cole. I'm going to be bringing you the AFC separately as we have done um, the past month or so now and Colton will be providing you with another episode breaking down the NFC as we both look back at the divisional weekend matchups uh, in the AFC and NFC. A couple of great games in, in both conferences and after this short break I'll bring you a breakdown of the AFC divisional games. Oh it's a fake! Direct snap Boswell close and it is caught by Bill in the waiver for a touchdown! I'm going to start my roundup with the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think both O-lines started really well, but as the game went on, one remained in control while the other couldn't handle the pressure. Going to go through the Jacksonville O-line first, going through their starters, so Tyler Shatley, Brandon Sharif, Luke Faulkner, Walker Little and Jawan Taylor, the five that we expected to start for them this week. Um, so the Jags O-line gave up two sacks for 12 yards, only had one penalty, and they were successful in the run game, clearing the way for 144 rushing yards, um, but their QB did come under pressure on 20.9% of dropbacks, and was hurried twice and hit five times. All in all, it wasn't really a, what I'd call a disastrous game for the Jags, but they did allow Kansas City to get pressure in, in key moments, and ultimately that was the difference between these two teams. It was a, a really great game. Obviously, we tried to focus on the O-line, so do go out um, and watch the highlights for the play, but Jacksonville, like I say, they can definitely hold their heads proud with the performance that they put in. Just on this occasion, uh, it wasn't good enough, but... They're going to be back stronger if they can keep that front five together. They are going to be a force to be reckoned with, I think, next year. Definitely a solid O-line to, to build that foundation off with their young quarterback um, and a lot of the other players that they've got surrounding. As I mentioned, it was a, a great game, um, full of lots of highlights um, and, and great O-line play, to be honest, because when we come on to the Kansas City Chiefs now, we look at their starters, Joe Tunney, Trey Smith, Orlando Brown Jr., Andrew Wiley and Creed Humphrey. Um, again, another solid O-line, which is worrying for any other team in the league. And it's no wonder that Kansas won this game inevitably and also uh, progressing to the championship game. And it's, um, yeah, it'd be an interesting matchup. Like I say, I've said quite a lot and, and I rave about this Kansas City Chiefs O-line, but they really do put in a solid performance and don't allow much pressure on their QB. And it also helps, obviously, to have a, a superstar QB. But what we found in this game was even when the superstar quarterback gets injured, in comes the backup with the ball at their own two-yard line. The O-line doesn't allow any sacks, have a 98-yard touchdown drive with a backup QB. On that drive, they didn't allow any pressure at all um, compared to 18.8% um, of pressure that they allowed in the rest of the game. Um, just incredible performance, really. Only one penalty, as I mentioned, looking really good heading into the championship weekend. They also had 144 rushing yards, um, and just such a solid performance. I mean, I want to say so much about this game, but just trying to keep it focused on the O-line and trying to keep it brief as well. But yeah, I feel like I'm gushing a little bit over this Kansas City O-line now, and uh, <laughs> that's not a good thing because uh, being a Bills fan, we don't want to be talking too good about the Chiefs. So with that, Kansas City Chiefs won against the Jags. Uh, move on to the championship game, which they will host for the fifth year in a row, which is just an incredible feat. And it's the kind of dominance that we saw from the New England Patriots as well. And it's, yeah, we're, we're likely to see the, them and their O-line and quarterback in, in many a Super Bowl and championship game, probably over the next decade, let's be fair. 
we move on now to the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Bills, and uh, it's a good job it's it's been a while since I I had to sit through this game because gonna start with the uh, Bills O line. Um, so starters Ryan Bates, Spencer Brown, Mitch Morse, Dion Dawkins, and Roger Saffold. So the starting five, and um, which it has been for for most of the season, but what we've seen the last few weeks is. There's definitely uh, either something wrong with that O-line or something wrong with the scheming because they just seem to be allowing far too much pressure um, from the get-go. They allowed the Bengals to make the quarterback uneasy. Um, they did give up three penalties but only one sack, which I think that's more of a credit to the QB because when you find out how much pressure he was under on all of his dropbacks, so um, he was under pressure on 31.9% of his dropbacks that's just incredible that's nearly a third of all dropbacks he was under pressure and forced to make a decision make a throw do something off script something that you know you don't want that kind of pressure on your QB that's just um that's crazy nearly a third of all dropbacks uh having pressure um man yeah really bad um hurried eight times um hit six times just again just a terrible performance really when they needed their best game so gonna leave that there uh still quite painful the the bills did end up uh, losing this game to the bengals and um, but a massive credit to the bengals because all, across the board that bengals team came in prepared played an incredible game when you look at their o-line we know that they were down three starters and um, but their starting lineup for this game and um, was hakeem adiani Cordell Volson, Max Sharping, Ted Karras, um, and it was Jackson Carmen that came in as the uh, replacement there. I know I kind of gave three names last week, but he was the one that made it. And you wouldn't have known that that wasn't their starting O-line. With the way that they played, they just kept their QB uh, on his feet. Only allowed uh, one sack for two yards, but did have 172 rushing yards. They were 60% on third down. And the big thing really is only allowing 17.9% pressure on all dropbacks. And when you think of that comparison to, to what we mentioned for the Bills, yeah, just incredible. Only hurried four times, only hit twice. Great performance. And for a makeshift O-line, again, that's probably a credit to both the players that, that came in and are playing at the moment on the O-line but also the coaching for knowing that that may be a weakness and designing a scheme around that, um, which made it look as though that was their starting five throughout the whole year. Uh, massive performance in the snow in Buffalo. A great win. Ended up in a blowout win for the Bengals. And on the day, they deserved it. They just played, as I mentioned, just a much better game all round, uh, both O-line and, and everywhere, to be honest. So going to leave that there. And after this short break, I'll be back with a look ahead to the AFC Championship game. Okay, time to finish off with a look ahead to the AFC Championship game between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals. As I mentioned, it's going to be at Arrowhead, home of the Kansas City Chiefs, for the fifth year in a row. So that's going to give them a big advantage going into that game and will certainly help the communication across the O-line for the Kansas City Chiefs, but not so much for the Bengals. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out and to see if that same um, starting five, which we expect on both sides, so both Kansas and Cincinnati expecting it to be the same five starters I mentioned uh, earlier in the podcast, be good to see if that Bengals O-line can keep it going for another week. We know that Arrowhead's going to be so much louder than it was for them in Buffalo purely because of the fact that they got up so early in Buffalo that it almost took the crowd out of the game. Whereas in Kansas, you know how good that offense is. You know they're going to come out playing and it's just going to be a really intense atmosphere. So if they can keep that communication going, if they can keep that pressure low on the quarterback, they stand a really good chance of winning the championship game as well as um, their defensive play as well. 
looking at Kansas again if they can keep uh, their quarterback on his feet we know the quarterback is going to be going into this game with an ankle injury but it's going to start anyway so the O-line really needs to be on top form we know they're going to design a scheme which allows them to get the ball uh, out of his hands pretty quickly just because they don't want to risk him him going down and having to play the rest of the game with a backup even though the backup did have a 98 yard touchdown drive last week so going to be a great game to watch both teams come into this on a roll and both playing incredible football. So, yeah, for, for the neutral fans out there, this is going to be, I think, an AFC championship game to remember. I know a lot of people still talk about the Kansas versus uh, Bills game from the divisional round last year about how that came down with the 13 seconds and the change to the overtime rule and everything. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say that I think that this Bengals versus Chiefs game is going to be, um, is going to be better than that. So, uh, that's a bold statement. I know, but we'll see how that plays out. And I do see the Kansas City Chiefs coming out with a victory at home, even with a quarterback with an injury. But just when you look at both O-lines, and we know the game's won and lost in the trenches, I definitely give the edge to the Kansas City Chiefs O-line. It's their starting five. It has been all year, and they're an incredible five up front. Um, they, they probably don't get as, as much credit as they deserve because everyone's quick to praise the, the superstar quarterback that they have there in Kansas. But there's a big reason why he can do uh, what he needs to, and that is the uh, the front five up front so um credit to them and we'll see how that game plays out and that's me for another week and enjoy the both games this weekend both games on sunday the first one kicks off at three o'clock eastern time and um, with the second kicking off i believe at uh, at 6 30 eastern time and um, so if you're in the uk like me that's eight o'clock and, and 11 30 enjoy the games stay safe and catch you on the flip side bouncing ball field at the 25 oh you gotta be kidding oh, this is Dan Connolly, the right guard, the right guard, still going to the four-yard line. That's unbelievable. 